Friday night, 10.05 Eastern Standard Time. We're a little bit after, we're a little bit late. Ain't no big deal. Welcome in to Smack Talk here on the Sports Kitty Wrestling YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter channel. Rick Uccino, SP3, and the wrestling legend himself, Dutch Mantel. I'm fine, guys. Thanks for reaching out after the V-Trigger last week. I'm fine. Everything's okay. Way to reach it. Way to just, way to just me get attacked on the show, and then you guys just carry on like nothing happened. I appreciate that. Thank you very, very much. I checked on you. I contacted you. Don't, 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 don't just give me crap on Twitter. Don't fine. try to make make me out to be Drew McIntyre and that I, yeah. I didn't spell out T O O to you. All right, Ginder, chill out. I I checked on you. How are we doing tonight, guys? Good. Very good. For uh, the record, for the record, oh, that guy. What was that guy who attacked you? What's his name? Uh, Jeremy Lambert. That son of a. <laughs> I tell you what, he needs to come on this show and try it when me and Sid are around. Exactly. We'll, oh. we'll, light, we'll light him up like a Roman candle. Me, me and Mr. Uh, Jeremy Lambert are going to be in the same place at the same time very, very soon, and I will exact my revenge, maybe on one of those Fightful shows. We'll see. We'll see. I, I'm, I'm going to be like Mr. Money in the Bank. I'm going to be like Big E. I'm going to wait until the opportune moment to cash in my payback. You can believe that uh, is for sure. But it is nice to be back with you gentlemen after uh, last week being in Cleveland. Uh, Rockets crowd in Cleveland. Minnesota followed up really, really well tonight. Uh, a lot of the same pops. Huge pop for John Cena. Huge pop for Finn Balor. An extremely huge pop for Sasha Banks, and that's where I want to start tonight as she has finally made her return. It is pretty damn obvious that uh, she is going to be facing Bianca Belair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And I actually thought that this was brilliant because they... They were, they were two brilliant segments tonight. Two yes, brilliant. I, yes. I, I will agree with you. On one of them, I still have a little bit of a mixed emotion, especially if my name is Finn Balor, and I'll, I'll get to that in just a few, uh, a, few uh, a little while. But... Uh, Bianca Belair comes out. She's talking about what's next. All of a sudden, here comes Carmella. We're like, come on, enough with this crap. And here comes Zelina Vega and saying that she wants a shot, even though all she's done since she's come back is lose. They start beating her down, and then, boom, boss's music hits. Place goes nuts. She comes down, makes the save, gives Bianca this, this big old hug, and we're all like, what on God's green earth is this? And... I actually thought it was a great angle because I'm sitting here thinking to myself, like, okay, Sasha took some time off, thought about it, and realized that these two made a, a special moment together at WrestleMania. There was a bond there, and, and everything's great. They're going to be, you know, the, the sisterhood is real, and everything's going to be great. We're going to tag tonight. We're going to kick some ass, and they did. And then Sasha Banks is like, no. Of course, when there's five minutes left in the show and they're celebrating in the middle of the ring, you knew something was coming, Sid. Oh, yeah. It was coming. We all knew it was coming. Backstabber. Uh, you know, she screams to the crowd. Hey, did you think I was going to forget? Uh, this was uh, brilliant for them trying to make uh, SummerSlam the biggest show possible. Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks. Absolute no brainer. I love tonight that they made it possible for Sasha to both get cheered and then booed out of the building in the same night. So that was really, really great for her uh, coming back for the first time since uh, we went on the road. Dutch, as you said, oh, brilliant angle tonight. No, brilliant. I, I saw it earlier, and I'm thinking, you know, I think they're setting up uh, the turn for, for Sasha. I actually didn't think it would be tonight, but tonight was a great time to do it. If they were going to do it, why wait closer to SummerSlam? And 
I, I thought it was brilliantly executed. Now, I don't know who's booking, actually putting all this together, but and, and I told you guys before we went on the air, I said, I'm a little teed off. And you said, why? I said, there's nothing for me to knock. Last week in Miami and, and the dual shows, and then coming back tonight, and I'm thinking, well, tonight can't be as good as, as last week. But it was, it, it was as good because there's nothing to knock about this show. It, uh, and we talk about the Sasha Banks uh, angle being a brilliant. Uh, the John Cena angle, I think, was another brilliant, uh, a, a brilliant uh, execution. So, and SmackDown is the show. I think this is leaving Raw in the dust because SmackDown. Yes. And they will, and see, they're using the same people that they were using, except for Finn Balor. But and now that but they got people back. But now it's an interesting show. I mean, nothing dr drug on this show. And I, I actually look forward to seeing it because I, I wanted to make and which we, last week remember I said it was the start of the Olympics going up against that. The yeah. rating the rating went up, didn't it? Yeah. So it was good. I had nothing to knock on this show. Great execution and great performances all around. I mean, you know John Cena's gonna pop a rating. Uh and and obviously they were expecting the the big, you know, John Cena Roman Reigns stare down last week. Uh, and then again, uh, we, we saw the angle tonight. They, they threw in that wrench in there, that Finn Balor wrench, uh, which we will get to momentarily. But uh, Sid, Sasha Banks is back. This seems like uh, the home run choice. Your reaction tonight? Sasha Banks was on the money this entire night. Her hair looked gorgeous. Her ring jacket was immaculate. Her gear was on point. Everything about her just felt refreshed. She felt re-energized. And you could tell she was so happy to be in front of fans again. And like you said, she got the dual reaction. She got the pop of her return, which you knew she was going to get when she's coming back. And then we got the swerve at the end and her betraying uh, uh, Bianca Belair. And it... It's the one rule in wrestling. My good friend Darius Carter, he said it on Twitter the best. The, the golden rule in professional wrestling is never trust the boss. Never trust <laughs> Sasha Banks. She turns on all our partners. If, if they don't turn on her, she turns on them or she teases turning on them before they turn on her. It doesn't matter. Don't trust the boss. And she taught Bianca Belair that valuable lesson. And it's a money matchup because this is the best match possible that they could have gave us for uh, SummerSlam for Bianca Belair. She needs to be in there with a very strong heel, with, be with Bailey out with injury. The best heel possible is Sasha Banks. And I'm glad we're going to get that match at SummerSlam. Yeah, I didn't think if they would have gone with the whole babyface angle, I don't think that would have made a ton of sense for, uh, yeah. for Sasha Banks. So I'm glad that they went this way. And to Sasha's credit, you know, in kayfabe, she she sold it perfectly. I mean, she you, you trust Sid. You say don't trust the boss, right? But when she comes down to the ring and saves you from a two on one attack, and then tags with you, and you guys are are clicking, right? You're you're this. That was the best tag match we've seen with them. Remember, they were a, a team yeah. for a little bit. That's their first win. They were That's never their first right. win. Exactly. You, whether you realize it or not, they had all those tag team matches, but they kept losing to Shayna Baszler and Nia yeah. Jax. That was he, their first win as a tag team. They had like 16 opportunities to win the tag team titles, and they never won a damn match together until tonight. Uh, so they, they, everything was vibing. Bianca celebrating, thinks she's on top of the world. And yeah, the, the, the boss struck at the exact moment. And I think... You know, outside of, you know, calling in Becky Lynch, you know, this was ob obviously the best uh, the best angle to go. 
And with this now being the match, I don't think we're going to see the man uh, for a little while longer now. I think they're going to wait and hold her off until SummerSlam if she even comes back at then. Right now, it's Dutch. It's a guessing game, man. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know when they're ever gonna uh, when they're well, gonna pull but her. she's got her orange hair back, so you know she should be back voluntarily, I would think. Hey, the guessing game—that's part of pro wrestling. If you get the fans thinking and guessing what's next, you got them. Now they're ready. They're almost ready for anything. Well, not anything. Well, yeah. But uh, according to Rick, not ready for Corbin. <laughs> oh, not we'll get there. <laughs> oh, and, and big thanks to, to Ozzy out here giving us a ten dollar yeah. uh, super chat donation. He says Rick needs a new suit like Seth Rollins had Ozzie, on tonight. Ozzy, I I need to drop about another twenty five pounds, and then I will go out and buy a new suit, and I will hey. wear it here on Smack Talk. All right, hey, you're you're leaving us to go to Las Vegas in a few weeks. That would I be am. the perfect time to pull out your drip suit, your Seth Rollins drip suit, or you can wear like he like Ozzy oh, says here. Ozzy says that Reggie is your twenty four seven champion. You can get a Reggie suit. We'll take that as a as a as a uh you know honorable mention. First off, all right, I work in radio, so if you think I can afford a drip suit, you are out of your damn mind. Uh, but like I said, let me uh, let me let, let me drop a few more poundage, and uh, yeah, I'll go out and I'll get a new suit, and I will wear it here on Smack Talk because I still got the same busted suit I've been wearing since 2006. Uh, so that uh, <laughs> that that, <laughs> that definitely needs to to happen tonight. So. Uh, the boss is back. Guys, what do you think about that? Make sure to get your comments in. Uh, we do appreciate uh, everybody who's joining us. Anthony and Paul and Chris and Chris uh, and Dale. Yes, uh, by the way, uh, no worries about the Reds comment earlier. They just beat the Mets tonight, so I'm, I'm all good right there. Uh, Kevin uh, chiming in as well. Paul is here as always, so we really appreciate you guys getting your questions. Uh, if you have them for Dutch, we'll do story time with Dutch coming up here uh, in a little bit. So the boss is back. That is a really, really good thing. Uh, I, I do have one one gripe as far as the women's division is concerned. Um, we all heard those pops that Liv Morgan was getting prior to Money in the Bank when the crowds came back, right? Those those big crowd pops that she was getting. She was massively over. Money in the Bank rolls around. They decide to go with Nikki A.S.H. Liv Morgan was getting massively cheered in that match. And now WWE has taken her off of TV two weeks in a row. I do have a slight issue with that you have somebody i again i know that you're you're doing the sasha and the bianca push towards that's your match but you have somebody who's getting crowd reactions like that and you don't even put them on tv not a promo not on commentary not not anything i i do have a slight issue with that sid to be fair they're keeping the same energy because Tony Storm just debuted last week. She was nowhere to be found on this show. Tegan Knox and, and uh, Shotzi Blackheart debuted three weeks ago. They won two back-to-back -back matches against the women's tag team champions. They haven't been seen since besides hitting Baron Corbin in the nuts. And so they're keeping the same energy. And I, I love it because, you know, for, for AEW, I, I, I got to put that in that AEW, the main gripe against them is their lack of women on their show. And that's my biggest criticism for them. But I don't feel the same energy when, when SmackDown's doing the same thing. They're, they focus very much on Bianca Belair every single week. And that's what you're they supposed should. to do with the, with the champion. But there needs to be, when you stack up the roster the way they have, you need to show some love to the other ladies, whether it's a promo, whether it's a short vignette, there's ways to focus on them. And I just feel like it's lacking overall. 
Yeah, I mean, these were the only four ladies we saw tonight. It's been it's been a lot of Carmella recently. It's been a lot of Carmella losing uh, recently. Zelina. Yeah, Zelina, a lot of losing for uh, for Zelina as well. But yeah, it is weird that they bring up Tony Storm. She wins last week. She's not here, but Zelina is. Uh, Liv Morgan gets those massive pops, and then they take her off TV for for two weeks. I do believe that a wrench has been thrown into Shotzi and Knox because they have been uh, feuding with Natty and Tamina, and Natty had to have surgery this week and is probably going to be out for some time, and the women's tag team title situation is going to be addressed this Monday on Raw. WWE announced uh, this week, so we do wish uh, Natty the best. But uh, Dutch, I mean, what? Try to try to explain this to me. If somebody who is getting massive pops like Liv Morgan. You know, leading up into a big pay-per-view, they, they she obviously had crowd support in that match. They wanted her to win Money in the Bank. They decided to go with Nikki Ash, and then they don't put Liv Morgan on TV for back-to-back -back weeks. How do they? What, what's the mindset behind that? Well, the mindset I, I imagine is they don't think they need her right now. Uh, even though she she got those massive massive pops when she went out there before. But she's not forgotten because you you remember her. I remember her. Sid remembers her. The fans remember. That's the thing about wrestling fans. They do not forget ever. It's That's like true. watching it's watching a movie and you say, no, nah, that don't make sense. And we pick wrestling apart. Ah, it didn't make sense. This wouldn't happen. That wouldn't happen. But we haven't forgotten her. So I guess we're going by the old doctor's, uh, the oath, uh, if you just do no harm. So the, if she's not on TV, I don't think that's hurting her because now if they bring her back out, the people remember her, and it will take her about a week or so get the same momentum, and she's off and running. Because uh -huh. if she's not ready to be pushed, you can do more harm by putting her on and doing like nothing with her. When the yeah. time comes, they put her on and they run with her. I mean, I I, I still would like to see her, you know, okay, I mean – you have you've brought up all these women. I don't know what it would hurt to do like a Liv Morgan versus a, a Tony Storm and, and let those two women fight or put a Liv Morgan versus, you know, Shotzi Blackheart or, or somebody like that. And just, you know, remind people that, you know, again, Dutch, I know the, the hardcore fans don't forget, but I was at SmackDown in Cleveland a couple, you know, two weeks ago when or last week when Tony Storm debuted against Zelina Vega and there were your your casual audience fans who had no idea who either one of those two were. The hardcore fans did. There was a lot of mixed reaction. It was great people watching last week, but the, a lot of the casuals don't know who they are. And but not yet, because not yet. Yeah, yeah, but they will. That's what I'm Hopefully. saying. Hopefully, I'm hoping. Oh, they will. They now. will. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. All right. So, all right. Let's start. Let's start this big. Let's start this big argument now. <sighs> we had one brilliant angle tonight, Dutch. You said there were two. Yes. We are getting John Cena versus Roman Reigns. Okay, there was word out earlier today that, no, it's Cena and Roman is not happening. Did anybody see that? I did not. I, I saw that because they advertised the Finn Balor and uh, Roman Reigns contract signing, which I knew was a red herring. You right. can't fool me, WWE. <laughs> you no, can't fool me. Now, no, I, no, no. That's I absolutely will, right. I will say this much. I saw this coming, but I did not see this coming. All right. So like when they announced the contract signing, I'm sitting here like, yeah, I'm not buying that for one second. But right up until Finn Balor got the pen close to the paper, they had me convinced that this was going to happen. I didn't know how it was going to get broken up. And then here comes your guys' boy now, Baron Corbin in the ring. Wait a minute. What do you mean now? Yeah, he's your guys' boy now. You guys love him now. 
for, for three, guys, I, 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 three weeks strong. You guys love three, this three, fat snack Corbin routine. It's it's so it's such it's over. Do you do you not listen to the fans? Oh, Rick, Rick I'm so glad people love crap. I'm so happy oh that people are just eating this by the spoonful. Oh, <laughs> oh I'm so good. happy that everybody's happy that he got hit in the balls and now he can't get an erection and his wife left him. That's Comedy. such telling writing, guys. Comedy. Oh, I was laughing so hard. Oh, it was so great. So great at the beginning of the show to just eat oh, it was good. four minutes of Baron hey. Corbin talking about how much his life sucks. I liked hey, it. The, the opening segment went long, but we got John Cena with a, with a really good promo talking about sure. Roman Reigns, calling him Joe, uh, and, and giving <laughs> us life advice. If someone can give you missionary for 20 years, that you was need to great. keep them in, there, in your life. That is a good, that is a good man. So he gave you life advice right there. And that then, was uh, I love that they kept the missionary angle going because they cut it out of the YouTube uh, highlights last week, but then they put it back on national television because probably because they second guessed themselves and went, okay, this was really funny. We need to put it back in there. And then both guys brought it back around. Cena brought it up and then Roman brought it up again later in the night. It was, uh, hey, if it keeps working, it keeps working. But yes, that was absolutely the line of the night saying, hey, if somebody gives you Makes missionary interesting for 20 years. Keep him in your life. <laughs> I will give WWE credit. When he signed, and this is the first time I noticed that John Cena's left-handed. He, oh, yes. right, he throws right-handed punches, right? Or yeah. No? Yes, he does. Yeah. And, but he's, he's, he's left-handed, so I don't know why I noticed that. But my first question was, you know, I'm, I'm picking it apart. Is this going to be legal? Is this legal? Is what I'm thinking. I, I don't think in, it's legally binding. In the, no. in the, in the storyline. But then they, they've covered it right after that with Pierce and uh, Sonia DeVille. And they said, yeah, it's, it's good with us. So it's, it's, it's going through. So if you missed it, if you're just now tuning in and you missed it tonight, so Finn Balor is going to sign the contract. Baron Corbin comes up, attacks Finn Balor, yeets him into the damn ring keepers area. Uh, Balor took a, a tremendous bump on that one. Corbin goes to sign the contract. Right. Like, that's that's, that's, what, that's that Rick, I bet you went nuts. No, he cannot sign it. And then here comes Cena and saves the day. Cena comes in, saves the day, and then Cena does the heel move. He does the heel move and says, you know what? Screw this noise. I'm putting my name on this contract, which, by the way, Kudos to WWE for teasing this earlier in the week. Sid, did you see the tweet that they put out where they yes, had John Cena yes. signing the 3,000 autographs in like under an hour? It was like a three-minute video. And then what do they do? Right in front of the camera on SmackDown tonight, John Cena, we've seen him sign it so fluently, signs his name on the dotted line. And, and the thing that I love, Dutch, to your credit, where um, Paul Heyman comes back in the back and he asks Sonya and Pierce what the hell they're going to do about it. The looks on Sonia and Pierce's face were like, what the hell are we going to do about it? Are you kidding me? We have an opportunity to have John Cena versus Baron or John Cena versus uh, Roman Reigns. Who gives a crap if this is legal? We're making it legal. Let's go. We just got the best match in the world that we could possibly do. We're going to make an exception for this. I love that angle. Absolutely. Oh, I, thought, I thought it was, I thought it was literally, literally brilliant. The way they did it because it went one way, went another way, and then ended up with what they got. It was a brilliant angle. It really was. Because it had me thinking, had ever had you thinking, had Sid thinking. So and if we were thinking about it, every every fan watching it is and but it ended up in a good way and everybody's happy with it. Everybody except Finn Balor fans. 
Except, except Finn yeah, Balor yeah, well. and, and NXT fans. Yeah. Oh, that was such a great line too. I'm gonna beat your ass back to NXT or yeah. whatever, whatever it was. And, and Pat McAfee was great on commentary, saying Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Just, Pat just McAfee. letting people know. Just Pat letting McAfee people know. is the absolute best on commentary. By the way, biggest pop I have ever heard from my life uh, for a commentator entrance last week in Cleveland. Pat McAfee. They're playing Seven Nation Army as he's coming down to the ring. He's dancing. He's jiving. He's talking to the crowd during commercial breaks. He has been a fantastic addition uh, to Friday Night SmackDown. Chris says that it should be a triple threat match at SummerSlam, which brings me to my question. What do you do with Finn Balor now? You bring him back. He beats Sami Zayn. He comes in. He's getting ready to have this big matchup at SummerSlam. And now all of a sudden it's like, well, he's neither going to be fighting Baron Corbin again, which they're doing that match next week on SmackDown, or he's not going to be on the show. I'm sorry. Finn Balor didn't do anything to earn this opportunity anyway. What that was my John main Cena thing. Did something to earn this opportunity? John Cena is a 16-time world champion. He didn't okay. win one title. He didn't win one title and get injured in the match that he wanted and never defended it. He's not Finn Balor. He's not a guy that got beat fault, up by the- fault a guy for taking a for getting a buckle bomb and his shoulder separated. Yep. Really? You're gonna get yep. crap for that. That yep. was not his fault. Sid. Yep, I don't care. I don't care. He he didn't defend the title. He didn't earn that opportunity. He beat Sami Zayn. Everybody beats Sami Zayn. You don't When's deserve the last time John Cena won a match that wasn't a dark uh, match. Wait a minute. We, I, I need to award. Okay. I'm the judge here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're out of line, Rick. And uh, uh, Sid, I agree with your point. So. What a shot. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You were are impartial. But, but, no, but, but point that John Cena right. gets preferential treatment it. because he's John Cena. Yes. Absolutely. He's John Cena. What do I you mean, expect? it's crazy, but it's okay. Yeah, that's fine. What do you expect? Give me a contenders match. Give me John Cena versus Finn Balor. I think we're going to get John Cena versus Finn Balor on TV. I hope. I hope. I hope next week we get Finn Balor decimate Baron Corbin inside of two minutes. Just absolutely obliterate Great. his ass. And then he comes back and, and, and challenges John Cena. That's and what I, I And that actually advances both guys. Doesn't it, Sid? It does. It, it doesn't. Does. It, it won't hurt Corbin. He's lost everything. To lose it another match won't hurt him. It'll actually I, I, help him. It there, might there hurt. Was, it might hurt Balor to beat him. Yeah, true. <laughs> be fair. <laughs> be fair. I actually did like Baron Corbin trying to run in and steal the contract. That made a ton of oh, sense. That good. was very, very smart. That was a very, very smart angle. I don't like all this. My life sucks. Give me money, crap. But Corbin trying to come in and change his fortune by trying to steal the contract. That was actually really, really smart. Uh, this does suck for Finn Balor and Finn Balor fans, but again, it's it's a great angle. And at the end of the day, we're we're getting John Cena, Roman Reigns, like we all thought we were. But at least they took a creative avenue to get there. It wasn't all all meat and potatoes. So I'm sign me up for this. Absolutely, very good, very like good show. Everything with Baron Corbin and John Cena on the show. The opening promo, like I said, was great. Uh, Baron Corbin coming out and interrupting him, talking about his erectile dysfunction and his wife leaving him. That was awesome. <laughs> him wanting to be a stunt double for Suicide Squad, even though Suicide Squad has already been shot and it's about to come out in movie theaters, was hilarious. And then and then everything in the contract signing. Uh, Roman was on point. He had another great promo calling John Cena Mr. Missionary, uh, putting down Finn Balor, saying uh, gaslighting Cena on Finn Balor, saying he said that you're 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 yeah, lower than it. him. He yeah. said you're lower than that, him. I didn't say it. 
I, I didn't say it. I think that you're worthy. I think that you're worthy of this, but I'm going to beat, I'm going to smash you and send you yep. back to NXT. Roman is just on point. Just everything. I love the themes. I'm loving the theme song even more every single every week. week. I hear it. Every, every week. week I hear it because right. it sounds like a final boss is coming down to the ring and it gets the proper reaction. It gets that superstar reaction. That even though I like John Cena's promo, he looks very foolish every single time Roman Reigns comes out because this is Roman Reigns fully evolved, fully developed. So John Cena is cutting a promo on Roman Reigns of three, four years ago, and not the Roman Reigns that we see now. So he yes. needs, we, I think by the time we get a face-to-face -face confrontation, hopefully we get, you know, prime Cena with great promos where he can, he can rip apart this, this Roman Reigns, but he needs to stop cutting promos on Roman Reigns of three years ago, because that's not who he's about to face at SummerSlam. I was about to ask who had the better promo tonight, Cena or or Reigns, in your opinion? Reigns outdid him again. He outdid him last week, I said, and he outdid him here this week. I, I think Reigns got the edge, and he was his his interview was much shorter than what Cena's yeah. was. But yeah. Cena is getting Reigns over more by when he's just by just talking about it. See, exactly. I I timed Reigns's entrance. From the time he comes out on stage, the time he actually gets in the ring, it was like four minutes. <laughs> and he sits there and he soaks it in, he soaks yes. it in, he soaks it in. And what I do like is the announcers, they laid out on that a little bit. Yeah. I mean, they're not talking, 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 talking. They're, they, they're letting you form your own opinion about range without trying to trying to beat you up with words. And that, And I will commend them on that, but... Tonight's show, following last week's show, was uh, actually a big surprise to me because how, how were you going to follow last week's, like I, I've said earlier? But they did, and they did it in a big way. Uh, Manny does bring up the question, so anybody can sign the quest, uh, anybody can sign the uh, contract. Why doesn't the entire locker room come storm the ring and try to take the contract? I am of a firm believer that this would not have stand, this would not have stood, this would not have been legal if this was anybody other than John Cena signing his name on that contract. Come on, come on, come on, come on. You didn't you were you guys not here in 2004 when it was a contract for Chris Benoit versus Triple H and all Shawn Michaels had to do was super kick Chris Benoit and add his name to the contract. That's where I thought they were going to go. I thought they were going to replay that angle. I thought Finn was going to sign and then Cena was going to sign on top, make it a triple threat. But instead, he just signed and then he scribbled Finn Balor's name off. So it's it's yeah. fine. Everything's fine. It's legally binding. The the not general managers have made it official. We got our money matchup. We got the matchup that, that SummerSlam needed. And Finn Balor, you'll be fine. You'll get a money match with John Cena on SmackDown. Maybe you'll get an Intercontinental title match against Apollo Crews. Everybody beats Apollo Crews, apparently. We'll get to that. But yeah, so you'll 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 get something out of this or go back to NXT and beat Karrion Cross because everybody beats him too so who cares <laughs> who cares? <laughs> who cares? they can have carrying cross lose to jeff hardy but god darn it they can't i almost said something bad there they can't have keith lee get a win on monday night raw can't do that uh manny again uh, you, you make up a point with, with seth rollins and people running down but i'm telling you there's no way that Sonya and Adam would have let this slide for anybody other than John Cena. They looked at they looked at the money matchup, John Cena and Roman Reigns, and said, "Done. We're happy. We don't care. Screw Finn Balor's feelings. Screw anybody else's feelings. You know this is the match they wanted because they had the damn promo art ready to go thirty seconds after the angle happened." 
Absolutely. You knew this one locked and ready to go. How could they let it happen? Because they told them to. So here's guys, this is what we're doing. Let's go. If you don't like <laughs> yes. it, pick up the phone or go see Vince. But in the world of it, it's still real to me, damn it, Dutch. Uh, you know, that <laughs> them having the promo poster 30 seconds after. Well, let's ask uh, this we, question. We, Who would you rather see go against Reigns? As a shoot now, who would you rather see, Finn Balor or John Cena? Sid, I go with you first. I, I've Since seen, Rick is shaking his head here, said, oh, I I've come seen up Finn Balor versus Roman Reigns a few times. I'm not saying that it's not a good match. It's always a good match whenever they get in the ring with each other. But I only seen John Cena versus Roman Reigns once, and when I did see it, it wasn't this fully evolved. Roman Reigns, and the fact that we have three episodes of SmackDown left before we get to SummerSlam, I want to see some money promos on the way there. And you're not going to get that with Finn Balor. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Even his 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 work shoot promos that he was doing in NXT, it annoyed the crap out of me. Him saying, oh, I'm the best in the business. I'm the best worker and out there. Like, he wasn't even a heel. He was supposed <laughs> to be a heel, and he's cutting work shoot promos that just made me turn the channel. It made yeah, me turn he, just, he, he just made the dressing room mad. Yeah, he no, he did. He, all he did was make me turn to AEW when he used to cut his work shoot promos on Wednesday nights. Like I was like, oh no, I'm done with this. I'm going back to AEW because I did not want to hear Finn Balor talk. I'm a Finn Balor fan because of what he does in the ring, and he's one of the best that he does in the ring. But I don't want to hear him talk. So I need some promos on our way to SummerSlam. And that is why if the question is what match would I rather see, I would rather see Roman Reigns versus Finn Balor. What build would I rather see? John Cena versus Roman Reigns. Well, it's kind of a it's kind of a cop out answer. I'll admit it. But, but this this is my view. I I'm not that familiar with Finn. I heard he was great, and he is good from what I've seen because I stopped wrestling, uh, stopped watching wrestling several years ago. But the finish, you know that Roman Reigns is going to beat Finn Balor. You know that. But with John Cena, you probably know that he's going to beat him. But how? Or there is the the question mark in your head. Well, what if John Cena beat Roman Reigns? And and that's a question we just literally got into the chat here. Is there any chance that John Cena wins a 17th world title at SummerSlam? Could well, the, be. Door, the door is open now because the yep. summer Cena has extended past SummerSlam. They've already advertised him for Madison Square Garden. They they might advertise more dates as it goes on because they want to sell tickets. Madison Square Garden wasn't selling more. Arthur Ashe Stadium for AEW outsold them, so they want to sell those tickets. They probably want to sell tickets for other shows, maybe the next pay-per-view after SummerSlam. So the door is open for a potential John Cena 17th World Championship. Do I believe that? No, I'm a Roman Reigns guy. I don't believe that nonsense. I, I'm not with Mr. Missionary. I like to do all types of position with the love of my life. But so, so, so yeah, I am going with Roman Reigns. I'm going with the tribal chief. But John Cena, there is a chance he there does is, have more of a the, chance but, than but, Finn but, but the thought is there. Yeah. That the it thought is, it, okay, go ahead. The thought is there, but I hope they don't do it because when if when Reigns retains at SummerSlam, he has now hit a full year as Universal Champ, pretty much a full year because he won it yeah. a week after SummerSlam uh, last year. So he will have gone a full year uh, with the Universal Championship, and he has reached the level of where if you beat him for that title, I think it's got to be a guy who needs it, who can be made, right? Somebody who has something to gain for the long term. John Cena does not need this win 
over over it would be the same thing like giving Brock Lesnar the win over the Undertaker at WrestleMania. He did not need it. That could have gone to somebody who 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 needed the rub, who needed to be put over, uh, who needed to be a made guy. So I would like to see somebody who is not a main event person be the one to beat Roman Reigns for that championship. I would let Roman keep it all the way through damn WrestleMania next year, to be completely honest with you. If nobody has, has stepped up at that point, um, maybe he defends it against the rock fingers crossed. We'll see. But uh, I like John Cena coming in for this big, big matchup. It's a great one-off. Uh, John will be around. There's plenty of other things that John can do, but I would rather see somebody get made by beating Roman Reigns than them giving this win to John Cena. Fair just enough. My, just, just my thought on that. Wow. Fair enough. Wow. I'm agreeing like with it. you. I like it, Dutch. I like it. I absolutely like it. Uh, Victor says Finn versus Reigns would be a better match. I'm not knocking John Cena in the ring, by the way. I think this match is gonna is is gonna be great. But I love Finn Balor against bigger guys. Just makes for a fantastic match. He put on a banger with with Brock Lesnar. That was one of my all time favorite Brock Lesnar matches. I think he and Roman Reigns, especially Reigns now, would would slap. But I think. Uh, uh, but by the way, that is not me, Ben. That is not me uh, clicking the pen. So don't put on the, I don't have a clicker on my pen. That is not me. I'm doing it. <laughs> don't if you don't, if you don't, me. if you don't, I'm going to put it down then. You shame me into doing it. I'm clicking the pen. I'll uh, never, DJ I'll never click it again. DJ Eric says Rick versus Sid would be 100 times better than Finn versus Roman or Cena versus Roman. Dutch, your thoughts. What was that question? <laughs> DJ says me and Sid in a wrestling ring would be 100 times better than Finn or, uh, Finn and Roman or Cena versus Roman. I'd buy a ticket to Sid. Hey, check out my, my I'd, YouTube I'd buy channel. a ticket to see you, Rick, you and Sid. Check I out my be, YouTube I channel. I want to be in Sid's corner. Yeah, absolutely. See, I'll be there. I got to get people. my own corner, man. We All right, get who would you get? Who would you get, Rick? He would get oh. Kenny Bolin. I no, I'd, I'd probably get uh, Jimmy Wang Yang to be completely honest with you. I'd probably call my boy, my boy Jimmy in, my trainer. Yeah. I would call my trainer in to be in my corner. Okay, all right. Which, by the way, might as well get the cheap plug out. I actually, do make my pro wrestling debut on Sunday. Uh, <laughs> I have a, I have a match. It's gonna drop on YouTube. You can follow me on Twitter at Rick Uchino. Uh, that's gonna drop uh, Sunday afternoon. So follow me. I'll tweet out the link. And uh, watch me kick Lynn Efron's ass. I'm uh, I'm looking I'm I'm looking forward to this one uh, on Sunday. What so, if he beats the crap out of you, Rick? Oh well. What if he, he didn't follow the script and just beats the <laughs> crap out of you? You show up with a black eye, busted nose, can't I, talk. It wouldn't be the first time my nose got busted in the wrestling ring, but uh, you know, like what what makes you think that this match wasn't just a shoot that we just that we just I know that's what I'm down. saying. That's what I that's what I'd like it to be. Well, I got about 50 pounds on him, so uh, I, I would like to see him try. Uh, James said, would I have Corbin in my corner? You know what? The amount of damage that guy can do in a ring, yeah, I'll take Baron Corbin in my corner. There you go. There you absolutely. Go. Absolutely. He can hit the, uh, he can that would help you. Days and I could just crawl into the cover, and everything would be fine. Nobody kicks out of the end of day. And you could give him 50 bucks to help him out. There you go. Exactly. It works dual. You can be a humanitarian. If I had cash, if I had cash. No, I wouldn't have given him money last week. I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> not supporting your guy. You know, you couldn't come up with a great match that he has, and now you're not helping him I with 50 bucks. I gave you five. I gave you five just because your definition of the word great does not match my definition of the word great. You never called them great. You said there were good matches that you enjoyed. I never used the word good. 
All I said, I gave you a list of five matches, and you that just you enjoyed each one. You never, you never explain anything. You just yeah, deny did. it and then move on. No, I didn't. I explained why all of them were either good but not great. I no one remembers them. It took, you, it took you a month to come up with five matches. It took me ten minutes once I actually had time to sit down and look them up. I got three sure. jobs and two kids, Sid. You know how busy hey, I am. Hey, I got two kids myself, and I'm on multiple different channels, man. I understand your 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 pain here. And in, in a wrestling match, you know, Rick got the got the experience, you know, in the ring, but I'm from the streets. Check out my YouTube channel, True Hill Heat. I'm undefeated. I beat baby Seth, and I, I I'm from the streets. I know these things, so I just want to say that. Well, I'm gonna be undefeated after Sunday. Hey, I want to ask a trivia question, and people can answer us through the show. Yeah. Not right now. Who was the first person Jimmy Cornette ever managed? I would I would always think the Midnight Express, but I'm probably wrong there. Okay. Rick, you have a I ha I don't even have do a you proper anything? Proper, you like that word? So anyway. Ozzy, not if, a chance in hell. If you think <laughs> who who do you say? Who he asked me if I would shave my head. Not a chance in hell. Not happening. What if enough money was there, Rick? How much are we talking? Hey, <laughs> if, we, if we can raise, I think that we should put up a, a, a poll because you know we're 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 starting with new developments on Smack Talk. You know, in a few weeks' time, we might be starting a little bit later because I'm trying to convince Dutch to watch AEW on August 13th, August 20th. For those special ones, when we start at 11, I say if we can get $200 in super chats. Rick, you have to, you have to, if we can get it back to back weeks, $200 back to back weeks in super chats, I think Rick should at least get a bus cut, at least a bus cut. Come on. Uh, how much am I getting to that money? Hey, talk to Reju. I'm just putting it out there. I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just setting the stage. I'm, gonna I'm, need, I'm going to need at least four digits for me to put anything close to a pair of scissors or a pair of trimmers on this head. All right. I'm gonna need at least four. Put digits. that head down, Rick. Let's look at it. Put it. Put it down. It is. It is all there. Yeah, you got it. You got it. I'm 33 ah. years old. My hairline isn't even receding a little bit. All right, which is rare for my family. So until I start at, losing it, I'm keeping it. At 40. At 40. How old are you? 43 or 33? I'm 33. I'm 33. 33. Uh, give it to 43. We'll look at it. Well, all my right. My dad, God rest him, all right, started losing his hair in high school. So, all right, I'm I'm blessed. I am truly, truly blessed right now. So, so I'm going to revise that and say $2,000 in Super Chats. In those two weeks, the 13th and the 20th, we can combine for $2,000. I say we put it up there. We should make a community tab on the Sports Keto Wrestling YouTube channel if you guys want to support the Rick Shaves His Head Foundation. I would do a buzz cut, and I have to get every penny of it. <laughs> uh, see, see how, see how he is. He's, hey, have you always been this way, Rick? You've been yes, this yes, hard to deal with. Hey, I'm trying. So to anyway, build, hey, I'm the question build is: a house next year, I got to get all the money I can get. The so trivia question is: that Who was the first person Jimmy Cornette ever managed? We'll go through the show. We'll get it at the end. So okay. stay tuned. Okay. Fair enough. We so what else? We got a few answers coming in right now. So. What are they saying? You got a few answers. Sherry Martell. Yokozuna. I see. Yep. yep. A lot of Sherry. A lot of Sherry. Adrian Street. 
I feel I feel like people are using uh, Google or Wikipedia. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, probably. Fair enough. Fair enough. That, oh, that's my kind of play where I'd use Google so, secretly well, and then. Uh, okay, since you you people cheated and went to Google, you little bastards. You, you can't have people with access to the internet when you ask those yeah. questions. Well, I forgot that. It's Sherry. Sherry. It is Sherry. I was number two, but Sherry, she, she was number one. All right, Dutch, let, me, let me ask you a question about tonight. Which, yes. which do you think was the best match of the night tonight? The best match. I like the girls' match. Hey, I like the I like the double teaming on uh, on B Bianca Belair when they attacked her. They beat the crap out of her. Yeah, there there were some stiff shots in there. Yeah, and that looked good. I think the girls, the girl the girls match, I think is one of the better matches tonight. I I kind of agree with you. I felt like and the, the, the callback uh, was great. The, the dirty the, the, press. the, the six man tag, that was good. That was a lot of fun. That was the exact same match that I saw last week in Cleveland. While you guys were watching uh, the, the Rolling Loud stuff, that's what they gave us uh, last week in Cleveland. So I'm sitting here, I'm like, oh, cool. Now everybody gets to see what we got the, uh, the showing to. But I'll tell you what, man. The one thing I really, really noticed about that six-man tag is how over Shinsuke Nakamura is. Mm -hmm. That crowd loves Shinsuke Nakamura. I wish that they would just let the crowd sing his music and really kind of focus on that and just kind of soak in the moment. I'm happy he got the pinfall win tonight. Not necessarily happy that they had to pin the champion, especially with, with, with Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, who aren't doing a whole lot right now. Either one of those guys could have eaten a pinfall. Last week, it was Ziggler who got pinned in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. This week on national television, they pinned the Intercontinental Champion. Seems to me like they're setting up Nakamura for an IC title shot, which is great. I think he deserves another run with the title. Uh, since they have returned to crowds, it seems like they are focusing less and less and less on Apollo, and I think they're ready to take that title off of him now. But, man, I, I especially after we saw our, our Raw Women's Champion get pinned on Monday, to have another champion get pinned this week. Two of them, excuse me, because Jimmy got pinned as well tonight. Uh, I, man. So how was how WWE loves having their champions get beat, and I don't like it, man. It's just not a good look. So I mean, you didn't like you didn't like Raw. Who, uh, had the, who had the better show, Raw or SmackDown? Oh, SmackDown, SmackDown. easily. Okay. easily. There were things I liked about Raw, but there are a lot of there are a lot of head scratchers, and I don't have. You know, one reason I think Raw drags is that third hour. It's they're third not going to they're not going to lose it, but putting a third hour, I mean. I've often said this. If they ask you to watch three hours, that's a commitment. It is. To sit there and, hell, I, I get tired just watching it. So, but, but two hours is a perfect morning. time. Perfect time for a wrestling show. Uh, Matt Tech TV, Matthew Wood, do you think Nakamura deserves a world title? I think uh, they should have put the world title on him back in, what was that, 2017? This 2018. Summer. 2018, yeah. I wish, I wish they would have done it back then. If the crowd gets, he could obviously still go. You, it, yeah. it would be very easy to build him back up. He still is owed, in my opinion, a world title shot against Roman Reigns after he got screwed earlier in the year. If you want to tell a long-term story there, I would give him a good run with the Intercontinental Championship first and see how well that goes. And then, yes, if you need a challenger for a world championship, I would love to see him back in that title picture. I'd love to see him become a true Grand Slam champion because you know they ain't going to count the NXT title. 
uh, and, and give him that, that honors. They only did it for Charlotte and they only did it for so long. Now they're not even counting her NXT championships, which I'm, I'm glad they cleared that up by the way, because they were counting everything there for a while and calling her a 14 time women's champion. And I'm like, okay, timeout. Why are we counting a tag title run and the two NXT title runs when they don't count that for anybody else? Now they're no longer counting it. I'm glad they uh, they cleaned that up. But yes, Sid, I would love to see Nakamura in the uh, in the world title picture again someday. Oh, of course, I, I love me some Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm I'm an OG Nakamura fan from his time in New Japan Pro Wrestling. I still don't feel we ever have gotten New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, Nakamura other than against Sami Zayn in his debut in NXT. And even after that, I don't think throughout his NXT run we ever got to that apex of what he was in New Japan. We definitely haven't seen it on the main roster. The only time that we ever got close was the 2018 Royal Rumble when he won that. That felt like the only time that we ever had it. But I like the popularity and I love the crowd in Minnesota singing this song i thought that match was very solid i also thought the uh ray mysterio jimmy uso match was uh, a fun opener so there was a lot of good wrestling on this show tonight that's what i was getting to uh with that opening matchup when i asked what you guys thought the best match was and i would agree with you the main event overtook it but until that moment I loved Rey Mysterio and Jimmy Uso tonight. I thought they had tremendous chemistry, and there were two little things that I absolutely love. First off, before the match starts, Rey is talking to Dominic backstage saying, hey, look, you're doing great, but you're still a rookie. There's a lot of stuff you need to learn tonight. Watch me. I got some tricks up my sleeve. Watch your dear old dad. I'm going to show you how it's done. And then Rey wins the match because of Dominic. <laughs> Dominic, learning from the Usos last week, comes in, gives Ray the prop, puts his feet up on his back. They get the one, two, three over the champion. So at least they, uh, at least Jimmy didn't lose clean tonight. The other interesting part was we didn't have any single interaction at all, unless I missed it between the Usos and Roman Reigns tonight. No, no. I was just, just going to say that. I was just going to say that. No, no interaction tonight. It's still there. Yeah. And people are still thinking, would who who was the guy that got stopped for the for the drinking driving? Was that Jimmy? Jimmy that was yes. Jimmy, the guy in the match. And that's kind of they very un WWE like not to dis. Yep, we got oh. we got we got frozen. I'm bad they get because of, oh, but oh, there we go. You guys, there we go. Yeah, there you why go. throw business there. away? Yeah, we're back now. But anyway, I'm <laughs> glad they didn't do it because. We didn't have to break the story up. Yeah. So it's, it's still good. It's still cooking. And like I said, they don't forget. And remember, what, a month ago, we were saying, okay, they're working. Oh, uh, frozen Dutch. Oh, we're, we're serving it's, frozen Dutch. And it's Dutch still there. Tonight. They just pro so it, his, What's his, wrong with this internet connection? I, 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 I think your neighbor, your neighbor's messing with your oh, Wi-Fi you, again. No, yeah, uh, you, I think it's... Hey, this is not me. This is all of us. So it has to be coming from Rick. Oh, well, maybe I should Rick. open the door. Open the door, Rick. Yeah. Open the door. <laughs> um, nah, but I. So I any any negative comments tonight, guys? Um, I mean, other than that Baron Corbin crap to start off the show, oh, no, not really. God. No, the only oh, negative was... I have is uh, Reginald. And the 24-7 title being on the show. I like Reginald. I like him in the 24-7 title, but I don't understand why the 24-7 title and the women's tag team titles, the two titles that they care the least about, 
on the main roster is on both shows. I don't understand it. And I don't understand the 24-7 title where you can win the title at anywhere. It's false count anywhere. That should mean no disqualification because we've seen many of times someone get hit with something and then win the 24-7 title. How we have a, don't, how we have a disqualification in a 24-7 title match? It made no sense. Now, but they do this all the time with the, when they actually have a 24-7 title match. The 24-7 title rule, the 24-7 rule is suspended. They just didn't announce that. They've always uh, done that before in the past. It's an actual uh, match for a championship. It just has a regular match. Again, it's confusing. It is confusing, especially for the casual audience. Nobody even chased Reginald tonight. Dutch hopefully will uh, will get back in as his uh, internet is uh, dropping in and out here. He's so about to go beat up that 6-8 neighbor. <laughs> get, get, get that man's wi-fi back uh but yeah man like so it, it it can be confusing i totally get why it's confusing i don't know why randomly they decided to put reginald on the show tonight especially when we could have gotten the tony storm segment or we could have gotten a Liv morgan segment or Thank we could have gotten the kevin owens and Sami Zayn uh segment or you know whatever i mean this was the second week i know ko's out on the road i saw him in cleveland he wasn't out in front of the live audience at all. So I know he's out traveling. It seems really weird that they don't put Kevin Owens or Sami Zayn or, or some of these guys on the show as, uh, as Dutch hops back in here. God, you guys are too much. We we're all at Rick, the mercy I, I of think you're things. doing it. Sid, I think he's doing it to me on purpose. He, he's upset that you went with me in your judgment. So it's all right. I, it's all right. Dutch. I, Dutch. I'm sorry. We're going through a tunnel. We're going, ah, uh... no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, that was good. But anyway, <laughs> I, I like the show tonight, and I'm kind of teed off that I, I really don't have anything to knock or really anything saying how stupid can they be because we were doing that a little bit earlier, and you were doing it. Everybody was doing it on Corbin, but Corbin has done a 100% turnaround, and now he's actually enjoyable and entertaining to watch. One of the more uh, entertaining characters on the show, like uh, everything that I could say bad about the show is really nitpicking. Like I said, the 24 seven title match was not needed. I want more time for the women. Uh, NXT looks like absolute trash after uh, the treatment of uh, Finn Balor. But to be fair, NXT's been trash to the WWE in the main roster, especially since they lost to AEW in the Wednesday Night War. So it is what it is at this point. So it's really nitpicking. But overall, I would say that I liked this episode more than last week, actually. So I have to say I give a thumbs up for this week. I, I do the I, same I, thing. I, I don't know how anybody can call what Baron Corbin is doing right now entertaining. Uh, I, find it, I find it annoying. I, I roll my eyes every week and I love Baron Corbin. I love the guy. I do. I love him as a performer. I'm yeah. not on board with this crap that they got him doing one iota. I hope it leads somewhere and I'm Dude. glad people are enjoying it. That's fine. Dude, you know what? You I, I, I get, Hey, Sid, look, I get, I get people who, who don't understand how I like, you know, the, the Bray Wyatt Alexa bliss stuff, but I do because I find that entertaining, but I can accept that other people don't. So all I'm asking you is to accept the fact that I don't like this Baron Corbin crap. No, no, I don't accept it because you told us that you like this guy. It took you a month to come up with a great match. Anyone that I say is is really good and I want them to get a bigger push, <laughs> I can tell you a great match that they had off the top of my head. I don't need a month. 
I don't need it. Don't matter if I have two kids, four kids, 50 million kids, or 50 million different jobs, or 50 million different channels that I'm on. I can name a great match that they have. So you couldn't do that for Baron Corbin. And now when he's actually entertaining and he's getting over, you saw the reaction that he got. He got booed against John Cena. He got a little bit of cheers and boos when he picks up that contract. And now you're leaving him. Now you're not shooting with him in the gym. You you leave him hanging. How you I can like the guy him? but not like what he's doing. There is a difference. There is a huge difference. I like the guy. I don't like what they have him doing. There's a big difference, Sid. It's storyline. It's Baron Corbin, the character, and there's Baron Corbin, the guy. I like Baron Corbin, the guy. I would like to see him doing something different. What do you mean, mean you like Baron Corbin, the guy? The what human that being. Mean? The human being. The guy as a performer, not the character itself. There are two different people. Whatever his hey. actual name is. Hey, I just want to let Dutch know. Dutch, I've been shooting with you in the gym since 1996. When you were Uncle Zebediah to Justin Hawk Bradshaw, I was shooting with you in the gym. When you were Zeb Coulter with Jack Swagger, I was shooting with you in the gym. When you was with Alberto El Patron, I was shooting with you in the gym. I ain't left you hanging whenever, whenever. And I can name every single great promo that you did in those roles. I can't, I don't, I don't take a month to come up with a great Dutch Mantel promo. And then I'll leave you hanging. That is, that is, that is right, Rick. Sid, he agrees with you on everything. You don't have to kiss his ass. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm just making a point here. So you liked everything that Dutch did throughout his entire career. Your, your favorites. You like everything the company has him do, no matter what, because you're you're your favorite person in the world. He he better, he better say no because I didn't like everything. Hey. Hey, all I know is that I, like I said earlier, I'm a Roman Reigns guy, and I've been shooting with him in the gym even when he wasn't the popular thing. When he, oh, so you love that dog food crap that they had him and Corbin do then. He was the best that, part about it. He was the best part about it. He, it can't, he can't help getting dragged down by Baron Corbin when Baron Corbin was crap. He can't, be, he can't help that. But, but Rick, you forget that. But, but Rick, we agreed with you when we said Baron Corbin. Remember, I wanted to take Corbin up in a plane and give him a push. Yeah, I remember. None of that stuff was getting over. Right? I said, I need, what do you want to do with him? I said, I'd take him up, push him out at 35,000 feet. Yes, I I, give him a push. I remember that. But now they, but they're actually doing something with him now that I, I enjoy. And you have to say, Rick, what they're doing with him now was, is better than what they were doing before. They were trying to do something with it before, but it just didn't go anywhere. Exactly. Yes I mean, or no? Yes or no? I mean, yes featuring, or no. him, featuring him every week. At, look, there's, there is never. I'm trying to think how I want to say this. Being Spaceless. Put in the ring, being put in the ring with John Cena is ne- is going to be better no matter what the hell you're doing. When you are in a prominent segment with John Cena, and they have done this with Baron yes, Corbin. What exactly. happened? What happened on the first? Uh, SmackDown on Fox, it was The Rock, it was Becky Lynch, and it was Baron Corbin getting his ass kicked by both of them. They put him in these spots all the time because they they trust the guy, they like him as a performer. I would like to see him more in a main event, actual level role, kicking somebody's ass as opposed to being the butt of the joke all the damn time. But yes, being in the same ring at the same time with John Cena is better than him walking around with a crown, calling himself the king, and then losing to guys like Chad Gable or whatever the hell he was doing. It's a better position. It's a better position for him. But, but the reason they put him in that role is because he can't draw any money on top 
and be taken seriously. He's never been given the opportunity. Oh, come yeah, on. he was he was pushed prominently, like you said, with the dog food crap. He was in he was the top heel at that point. He was the top heel as Constable Corbin on, on Monday Night Raw. And when people he was an authority figure. Hey, he that was the top heel. That's a, that, it doesn't matter. That was still the top heel at the time, and people turned the channel in droves. He they basically blamed him for bad ratings on Monday Night Raw. It's not I've it's not it. our fault. It's not our fault. He's entertaining now, Rick. You gotta accept that. I'm, again, he's, again, he's I'm very, I'm very happy you guys enjoy crap. I am. I, I wholeheartedly am very happy that you guys uh, can 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 enjoy you know this this sad sack Corbin routine. I'm very happy for you. I am wholeheartedly. And you and you, en you enjoy Lily in a freaking mirror. Making Shayna <laughs> Shayna Baszler. I never, said, I never said I was a fan of Lily. All right. You, I actually, you said you enjoyed the Alexa Bliss and uh, Bray Wyatt. You enjoy correct. Alexa. Yes. You you enjoy yeah. Alexa Blix bleeding black goo out of her head and making the fiend lose. That, that, that jumped that jumped the shark a little bit. And oh, then okay. they had Bray Wyatt. Like I said, when they were together, they were doing their stuff, and the, and they had WWE was stretching the boundaries, stretching the limits of what they could do because they <laughs> had creative freedom to use the Thunderdome as they will. I have no problem with supernatural elements. In professional wrestling, Rick, I'd like to have you on a 250 mile trip at night about one o'clock in the morning because you'd be getting out and slamming the doors, cussing us out, saying you're going to stand on, on the side of Interstate 75. You don't care. You'd rather walk. And we say, oh, Rick, stop. We'll get you some beer and calm down here. Take Take this tranquilizer and calm down. I, so. I can have differing opinions, and I will I, I will uh, debate with Sid until the end of time, until we both lose 30 followers on Twitter apiece because they're tired of us arguing, which will happen. Oh, you will. Every week. I'm going to stop following you now. <laughs> uh, there is one thing, guys, that we have not talked about tonight, and that was Edge being attacked by Seth Rollins during the commercial break tonight. Oh, I was going to bring that up, too. Great. That's another... You never see anything that happens in the break. And when we went to the commercial, then we come back. Now it happened in the break. And it was very, very good. Yeah, I I, was, I that was good. I like the attack. He drills uh, He drills Edge with the, the camera uh, during the commercial break. They caught us all up. Something for the for the live audience to do that's actually, you know, substantive and not just, hey, here's all these, uh, you know, episodes of stone cold's podcast that we have up on the wwe network they're not just running promos for their own stuff they actually did something for the live audience that made it to tv uh so yeah i i enjoyed that a lot and then we get seth in the ring <sighs> boy do you think the crowd is ready for becky lynch to come back i mean he, he's sitting there cutting his promo on edge and we're getting we want becky chance <laughs> not even we want edge not even you know chanting for edge they're chanting for we want your wife. Hey, we, dude, want we want your wife to come down to the ring. We don't want you right now. Okay, let, let's talk about Becky coming back. Where does she fit in? Where does she go first? I think I mean she can go anywhere, but where, yeah. I think, where I think would the, she go? I think the best role for her, you don't wanna you don't wanna, you know, sub uh, you know, hurt Bianca Belair's cheers and she's very over as a baby face. So I am really thinking right now after tonight's angle that Sasha Banks needs to win that SmackDown Women's Championship because if Becky Lynch is coming to SmackDown, you need a strong heel champion 
for her to verse. And it's been a while. It's been two years since her and Sasha had their feud on Monday Night Raw. It's got a different feel to it with uh, Bianca, uh, with, uh, you know, Sasha beating Bianca, who's been a very good champion. She's going to get a lot of heat for what she did tonight. And if she beats Bianca at SummerSlam yeah. and then Becky coming in as the baby face to verse Sasha, I think that's a money matchup. I don't think we see Becky till late fall because, so. well, I don't think, I don't think the desire to see her is going to go away. No, it's not. No. Fact, so I would, it, I would, it, it, I, it only increases every week that it does not happen. Yeah. It just and I gets, would drag it out and drag it out and drag it out. You know, the, I think what I would do with Becky Lynch, you know what I would do with her first? I'd put her with Baron Corbin first. They already did that match. See, that'd, that'd be great. That. You know what? That'd be they, great. And they they even closed <laughs> it out. They even closed it out because they did that great match. They did that great match at uh, Stomping Ground, I believe it was, or if it was at Extreme Rules, it was. You don't even match. remember where it was. You called it a great. You don't even remember what pay per view it was. I know it was on pay per view, and it was a damn main event. And it was great. God dang! And it was a cash in. It was great. No, no, I do. I, I do agree. Uh, the desire to see Baker Lynch is not going to go away. They need to work through the the Bel Air stuff and the Sasha stuff, yeah, and see where that takes them. And <clears throat> and I if, think they got a good girls roster now. Who's the do. girl you like, Rick? What's your name, Liv Morgan? Liv Morgan. Oh, I like her too. I, I like and, her a uh, lot. I, and I I'm kind of I'm kind of warming up to uh, to Carmella. I didn't like her much at first, but these girls are, are talented. Yes, they are. They're good-looking yeah. girls, and they got talent. Carmella is one of those that gets a really, really bad rap, uh, who, who I don't think gets enough credit for how much she has improved and how much she has grown over time, which, by the way, I do have an interview with Carmella up now on the Sports Keto Wrestling YouTube channel. I also have an interview with Nikki A.S.H. I also have an interview with Natalia pre-injury. We do hope that Natalia gets better. I also have an interview with Dolph Ziggler, and I also have an interview with Big E all within the last, like, 10 days. Those are all up now on the Sports Keto Wrestling uh, YouTube channel. Uh, going back to your original question, though, uh, Dutch, if I think if, if Bailey didn't get hurt we would already have seen Becky Lynch come back because I think that would have been the angle that they would have done because that is a feud we haven't gotten at all on the main roster. I think they've wrestled no. maybe once, maybe once, maybe twice, period, uh, and in uh, multi-women matches. Maybe they've gotten like one or two uh, singles matches. That is a feud that we haven't gotten, and I think that was the returning angle if Bailey doesn't get hurt. Now I think it's, yeah, where does she fit in? What, where do we have to go? I would not be surprised if she showed back up on Raw after Charlotte wins back the Raw Women's Championship at SummerSlam, which I think is going to happen based off of uh, Nikki's booking on Raw right now, I wouldn't be surprised if Charlotte wins and then Becky shows up and we get the, the Charlotte-Becky uh, showdown. Another angle I would look at the possibility of doing is actually turning Bianca Belair heel. I would have Bianca... Be bad, mis bad mistake. Yeah, I don't like I that. I would, I would look at it. I would look at it because I think Bianca would make a better heel than she does babyface, to be completely honest with you. She just has that that cocky, confident facade that just plays better as a heel than it does uh, as a as a baby face. And I think if you were to start off, I think if you were to start off Bianca and Becky both as baby faces and then see how the crowd reacts to both of them, it would be for a natural turn for Belair to to turn into a heel as the champion at that point. Well, I don't think it would be something we haven't seen before, well, Becky and it, Bianca Belair. I'm not. I'm not turning it down i'm not but i like the idea 
it's timing is everything in this business. Sure. Timing, timing, sure. timing. Yes. And I think uh, Bel Air is there because of her marketability in the merchandise department. Christmas is coming. I think those kids are going to, whatever she's got, they're going to snatch it off the, off the <laughs> shelf. So, and that's how they judge talent sometimes is how much merchandise they're selling. And sometimes who gets the push is the person that sells the most merchandise. Which is really weird that you bring that up because Nikki A.S.H. has been pushed heavily. She won Money in the Bank. She is now the Raw Women's Champion. Does not have a single piece of merchandise yet up on WWEshop.com. Not a mask, not a shirt. She's got a couple of commemorative plaques that they put out, but she doesn't have anything that is a character that you could literally make i have dozens of ideas for merchandise that you could do for a superhero type character in wwe haven't put a single piece of it up there yet after less than 12 hours after we saw an, a, a lily lucian promo on monday they had a lily lucian shirt for alexa bliss on wwe shop.com um, why is that i i got I, I could tell y'all why nikki ash ain't really getting pushed she just has the title because Vince don't like the woman money in the bank holders holding it more than a day. And if you saw Monday Night Raw, you saw the treatment. Yes, she comes out with the first promo of the night, but then you immediately have uh, Charlotte and Rhea come out and interrupt her. Yes, yeah, she's in the main event, but she loses to Charlotte and then cuts one of the worst baby this is not a baby face <laughs> who is supposed to be the raw woman's champion oh i almost beat you i'm almost a superhero and i almost beat you so that means that i can challenge you again and i, I don't understand how this makes sense that you have a championship contender match which is supposed to get well, the contender they're supposed to get down. who's supposed to get the contender a title match, but instead we're having Charlotte versus Nikki ASH in another championship contenders match this Monday. I think but that's this time, just it's no hold barred. I think that's just what they're calling anytime you fight a champion. That's what they're calling it now. It's a champions contenders match, which is the dumbest damn thing. Cause it's like, whatever happened to just number one contenders matches, what happened with two people who were coming up who both think they deserve a shot. And then they fight each other to find out who gets the shot. No, instead we're just going to have all of our champions lose. And sometimes we're going to get people the title shot and then still have the champions lose in a match. Now for Nikki's character, I think it does make more sense for her to lose to Charlotte on Monday because if you look at the evolution of her character, it's not like she's been getting the Bobby Lashley treatment. She's won half a dozen matches with roll-ups. She snuck up the back door in the Money in the Bank ladder match to grab it and needed Rhea's help to beat Charlotte for the women's title in the first place. She's all about overcoming the odds and fighting and this, that, and the other thing, but it doesn't necessarily make sense for her to suddenly go, even though she has a championship, to suddenly go, yeah, I can now beat Charlotte. Now the storyline the storyline the storyline with Nikki, listen to me, Sid. The she shouldn't line, be the champion. This the is not the line, Can I talk? The storyline story with Nikki is, yes, she won the women's championship, but does she deserve it? And that is the story leading into SummerSlam, is can Nikki overcome the odds and prove that she deserves to be the Raw Women's Champion by definitively, definitively beating both Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair at SummerSlam? If they do that, 
then everything that happens makes sense. If they don't do that, then yes, you're right, and she's just a transitional champion until she, until Becky comes back. It around. doesn't matter if she wins at, at SummerSlam because even in a triple threat match, she's not going to beat them definitively. She's probably going to win because Rhea hits Charlotte or Charlotte hits Rhea, and if then they she looks up. They do that, they're dumb. A fluke champion is not an effective babyface, and that's why she don't got no merch. They ain't gonna have you sell no merch for a babyface that's a fluke champion. That ain't an effective babyface. This is a character that will make a ton of money to the younger audience, and that's what they're placating to. This is a this is a character that will be massively over with younger kids who buy toys, who buy masks, who buy shirts, or at least their parents do. The fact that they don't have anything up there after two months of this character is is malpractice at its finest they're not even giving her a chance to succeed to see how well her merchandise would fly off the shelves there is literally dozens of things i can come up with off the top of my mind that they could be selling for nikki ash right now and they're not I'm, doing i'm sorry i'm getting a lily lucian shirt before i get a nikki ash shirt with her being the <laughs> fluke, that's great. The you fluke know what you're not champion. six years old you're not six years old. You're not. I got a one year. I got a one year old girl. I'll get her a onesie. And you know a lily, what? A lily and, onesie. And you know what? When she's four years old, I bet you'll she'll love Nikki Ash. If she's not a fluke champion, you're probably right. But as a fluke champion, that's well, let's not see what happens at SummerSlam. Let's see if she actually beats definitively. Don't give me this inside cradle crap. Uh, by the way, not our podcast. Please watch that every uh, Thursday. Sid, thank you for filling in this week when I was a little bit under the weather. Uh, but uh, don't give me any of this inside cradle crap. Don't give me this. Well, Charlotte did the damage or Rhea did the damage. And then and then Nikki just picked up the scrap. We actually we, have Nikki win the damn match. That's what I want to see at SummerSlam. I think we need a match between you guys. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd buy a ringside seat to see it. Really. I want you to debate first and then have your match. Well, we'll get we'll get to the point where I start getting heated, and then we'll just throw the podiums off. And hey, let me ask you guys a question. This is not wrestling related, but it is current. <clears throat> who is the girl, the the gymnast who quit the team? What is her name? Oh, Simone Biles. Okay. Do you agree with that and how they treated her? How who treated her? The, the Olympic, the, the internet know, community, the the judging committee. What they said was that that deal she does the vault is so dangerous <clears throat> and she was so good they didn't want any other gymnast to attempt to do it because they would get hurt so even if she did it perfect they'd give her like a 6.5 did I you read that did no, you read I that no, no i didn't read that one at all and i don't blame her for quitting i i i no. What I read was is that she decided not to compete because she basically had the gymnast version of the yips. They 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 call it the twisties is where she gets up in the air and she has no idea where her body is. She has no clue if she's upside down, what tw what turn or what twist I, she's I in. And then, and then she comes, she could kill herself if she doesn't know where her body is in, in midair doing some of those moves. So I don't blame her for dropping out at all. Well, even if she did it perfect, she wouldn't get the perfect score. I didn't I didn't read about that. Well, that, that does make sense to me, though. <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me either. I don't. I don't know what they were doing. But anyway, the reason I like Baron Corbin so much, uh, I'm gonna tell you a story here. This all is right, this, is this is this story time with Dutch? Well, it, it is a little. He can pose as one. You, you remember when? Uh, what was his name? Barry Hart, Jim uh, Barry Horowitz. What was his name in WWF? Was it Horowitz? Yes, so. Barry Horowitz. Remember, he couldn't win a match, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
I did that with him in Florida first. He could not win a match. And he was almost like your Baron Corbin. People didn't care about him. So I started beating him. Every week I'd beat him, I'd beat him, I'd beat him. And Gordon Soley, he, he told me one time, that's, that's not going to get over her. He didn't like it. Michael Hayes, which was the, my co my, he was another booker. We did it together. He didn't like it either. So he went out there, and after his third week, I put his score up. And this was the whole state of Florida. He was like 0 and 51. He hadn't even won a match in the whole state of Florida. And when that started, the people got on him heavy. Oh, calling him a bum, get a job, this, that, and the other. And it got to the point to where he was getting a bigger response in first matches than some of my top heels were getting. So it was getting over. And I got the idea by watching the Tampa Bay Bucks, the football team. They oh, couldn't yeah. win a match for years and years and years. I used to go to the games when I was down in Florida. The Tampa Bucks fans would, they would throw stuff at their own players. Didn't they lose like their first twenty-eight games? No, I think they, yeah, something like that. They went yeah. like zero and fourteen, and then they went zero and, and then like the next year they went to like a sixteen-game schedule, and then they went zero and fourteen until they won their first game or something like that. I think yeah, they went like zero and twenty-eight. It was ridiculous. Yeah. I do remember they beat New Orleans. And that was when Hank Stram was a coach. He got fired the next day by losing to the Tampa Bay Bucks. <laughs> but anyway, what I'm saying is just because you're losing and doing uh, that gimmick like Baron Corbin is doing, he, at least he got airtime and, and he got over. So when And then I was watching WWF one day, and I see him up there. He's losing matches, and I went, I'll be damned. They stole my idea, and I never got a dime out of it. But one time, uh, I, I called Barry in the back. I said, Barry, you know, really, I, I got to do something different with you. What? I says, you know, I'm, I won't have you, you got to win a match. And he went, no, no, I can't win a match. You're to kill my Jimmy, please. And he was begging me to beat him. So anyway, it was, uh, it was, it was an idea that grew organically. And I finally did a deal with him and uh, Paul Barra. I had him down there. And he was managing him, and and Paul Bear told Gordon Soley, "I can make him, I can make him a champion." And Gordon said, "Ah, oh, you can't do that." And he got mad. So they went on TV one day, and and uh, uh, Percy Pringle was out there with him, and he lost the match. And oh my God! Then Percy got the ring, and and I'd built this up for over two months, and he was, and he slapped him, and the people went, "Oh God." Oh, and it was just, and it, then he slapped him again. What are you going to do? Blah, blah, blah. And then Jack just went nuts on him, started beating the crap out of him. And finally, uh, the other guys that, you know, Percy was managing hit the ring and he ran out the door. And I remember he came back, he ran completely out of the studio, out into the street. And so we got him back in the ring and he, he said this. And we booked him then against Percy Pringle in Orlando. And he says, I may not be able to beat one other person in the state of Florida, but there's one person I can beat, and that's Percy Pringle. <laughs> and in Orlando, he didn't sell out, but it did, uh, it did a hell of a house. So there is a way to get the negative uh, factor to work for you because the people got interested in him. And people are sadistic because they're saying, you're a bum, you're this, get out of the ring, and he's trying his hardest, but... 
And then I looked up at WWE one day, and they're doing my same. They're doing my same angle. I was gonna so, say they did that with uh, Brian Myers. I can't remember what his WWE name was right off the top of my head, but uh, what, what was his name? Yeah, and I, I thought, why didn't they do that, something was, with that? There was you, uh, you, Kurt Hawkins. Excuse me, Kurt Hawkins. Yeah, they yeah, did that. With, yeah, uh, Hawkins. He won like lost like two hundred and fifty some odd matches. And then he wins the tag team titles at WrestleMania with with an inside cradle, the deadliest move in all of professional wrestling. <laughs> but he, when he but when he won, it killed him. Yeah, pretty much. And yeah, they, they, also did, they also did that in uh, ECW with Mikey Ripwreck, and he went on to win uh, the ECW World Championship. My idea first. Yep. I did it back in the eighties. There's there's a reason Mikey for Whip the rest of the nineties. Yep. All right, guys, we appreciate everybody who uh, chimed in. I spent a little too much time arguing with Sid this week. I promise I'll get to more of your uh, comments uh, next week. Uh, guys, what? We're only we're only like three weeks away from SummerSlam. If you can uh, if you can believe it, we're 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 closing in. Hopefully next week we got a clearer picture of the Intercontinental title uh, scene. I'd like to see that kind of be more prominently displayed uh, as we uh, that that's the one championship right now that you really don't have a clear direction for. Uh, as we head into um, as we head into SummerSlam, so uh, Sid, you got your podcast tomorrow. Please go ahead and uh, pimp everything where people can go and not watch us argue. Yes, go over to the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. True Hill Heat one thirty six drops tomorrow with myself, Top Guy JJ, Miss Christy Love, talking about the latest in wrestling news. You can also check out we had an AEW Dynamite review uh, earlier today with myself, Jimmy Macaram, and Marcus Cash. And you can see me over on the Wrestling Daily YouTube channel every single Wednesday with Alex McCarthy, 3 p.m. Eastern time. So check that out. Subscribe to those channels. And yes, I'll be back here next week for more Smack Talk. And in two weeks' time, if Dutch allows us, we're going to be starting at 11 p.m. Eastern time because we're going to watch both SmackDown and Rampage. What is Rampage? AEW. Oh, that day, that's that AEW stuff. Yes. I don't know, man. That AEW stuff might be just a little bit stretching it just a little bit. So I mean, what? We'd only be on the air for another 30 minutes longer than we're at right now. Exactly. I mean, exactly. We're already we're already going past 11. What time does Rampage come on? 10 p.m. 10 to 11. And then we go on at 11. Yes. Yeah. Is this is this going to be permanent? No, we're going to try, try out the first two weeks because the 20th. Oh, okay. They we'll do it the first out. week, and I'll make sure it bombs. So we won't do it again. Uh, we got to do it on the twentieth because Sam Punk is going to debut. So you, we don't want to. You don't want to hey go guys, up in competition. I want to tell about. I'm having surgery. Oh. on the twenty fourth of August. So I just want to tell everybody. So wish me luck. Yes, we wish you luck, sir. I'm having a double double heart bypass surgery, and oh. and a knee replacement, and uh, at the same day. No, I am having knee replacement surgery. <laughs> oh, I was about to say. I was like, I was like, the knee replacement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys got hey, shut up, dog. Let let's just end the uh, show on a down note there, shall we? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> hey, a guy called me up and to do an interview with me, and he says, and the day came for me to do it. And I said, Man, I'd like to, but I had a car wreck and the car caught on fire and I barely made it out and I broke my leg and, and I went to the hospital and I got a brain injury and then then I told him, I said, and, uh, and they're going to do a surgery on me and a double heart bypass and knee surgery and this. And hell, he believed me. I went, man, I'm kidding you. Really? Really? I thought you were serious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lovely. But anyway. 
You sold All right, it. I, I got I got way too much stuff to plug. Uh, again, I got uh, five interviews up on Sports Kitty Wrestling YouTube channel right now. Big E, uh, Dolph Ziggler, Natalia, Nikki Ash, uh, Sid's favorite superhero. And uh, Carmella is up there right now. Make sure to check all those out. Also today, uh, unrelated to SK, but I did have a very, very uh, fun and candid conversation uh, with one John Moxley on Cincy 360 on ESPN 1530 here in Cincinnati. Uh, when I say candid, who boy. Um, yeah, dropped an F-bomb live on radio. That was good. That was, that was a good time. Uh, told an entire arena to blow him. Uh, it was uh, it was quite the uh, conversation with John Moxley today. He was firing on all cylinders. Uh, you can check that out, ESPN1530.com. Under the podcast section, go to Cincy360. Uh, today's show with Tony Pike and myself. Professional wrestling debut coming up this Sunday. Me, one-on-one versus Lynn Efron. Make sure to check out my Twitter feed, at Rick Puccino. Follow me there. I will make sure to tweet that out. And once I am done with Lynn Efron, I am coming for Jeremy Lambert. He is next. On my list. I, I want to be. In, I want to be in your corner. Thank you. That's yeah, right. Well. We got to take out. We got to yeah. take out those fights. And boys. Sid, That's you put the mask on and run in, and nobody will know who you are. Absolutely, absolutely. I'll yeah, come we'll kayfabe the hell out of everybody. Sid, Sid will attack me after the match. This is just going to be. I'm just going to get attacked in public places now that I am a professional wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we appreciate everybody who's uh, joined in, everybody who's engaged with us, who commented. Again, I'll try to do better next week on those comments. Until then, have a great weekend and have a great next week. We'll see you back next Friday night, 10.05, here on the Sports Gator Wrestling YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody.